just when we're on top of the mountain, but even when we find ourselves in the deepest of valleys. Lord, I thank you that we have this privilege this morning to come to your house and to worship you and to assemble together and to stand with confidence knowing that you are still our source and our strength, our redeemer. And Lord, we say thank you. And Lord, as we find ourselves this morning sitting in your presence, I pray that we would have ears to hear and hearts to receive that which you would have for us today. I pray for the one that may be discouraged this morning. I pray for the one that may just feel overwhelmed maybe by recent events in their life. Maybe this morning there's just spirit of distraction that seems to be upon some of your people today across this world and they don't really even know why but Lord today I pray for a peace and a calm to come to their spirit I pray that they would not be in a state of uncertainty but that they would just feel you and experience you and all of your love Lord I pray that the remainder of our time together in this house this morning it would be a time where we would hear your word that we would not be focused on what comes later in the day or later in the week but that we would be very sensitive and that we would have ears to hear not just naturally but spiritually where we would embrace the call and the challenge that you're giving to your people today. Lord, I thank you this morning that we do have this freedom to assemble. We don't take it for granted today. Father, we stand and we, we put our trust in you this morning. And I pray that your perfect will would be accomplished in this house today. And the church says, amen and amen. Well, may the Lord bless you this morning. I am so thankful to be in the house of the Lord with all of you on this Sunday morning. I do pray that you had a wonderful Christmas season with your family and your friends. And uh, I pray that you have prayed the prayer of repentance for eating too much. And uh, I'm glad that he's faithful to those that call on his name. So uh, this morning I... Uh, I confess that I probably ate too many pieces of chocolate and all kinds of things. You know, when it's on the counter, when you walk through, you just grab it. And, uh, but today, we are so thankful that we do have the privilege to be here. If you're visiting with us, we say a very special welcome to you today. And uh, how many is excited about the things of God? Amen. I pray you are this morning. I am going to just take us to the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, uh, those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. But if you're in the sanctuary with me today, I'm going to ask you just to turn your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter number 11. We're going to begin, and uh, I will not keep you long today, uh, but I do want to deposit into your hearing this morning what God has placed uh, in our heart for our time together today. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in our world as we are quite aware of, and, uh, but this morning I pray that we would not be distracted or discouraged, but that we would put our trust in Jesus. Has he ever failed you this morning? I want you to hear me this morning. He's faithful. I understand that we're in a time of very intense warfare. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against spiritual wickedness. We understand that. We've preached on that. We've taught on that. But this morning, I believe that we're in a season that has been ordained by God. 
that is getting ready to bring about a manifestation of his glory and of his power. And I guess the, the thing that I could say this morning is that the church across the globe, as well as the world in general, needs to buckle up for what God's about to do. And we can walk in discouraged or we can walk in distracted and we can say, well, it's just another day or this or that. But I want to I say to you this morning, if there's ever been an hour for us to sincerely seek after the things of God, it's now. The enemy is very convincing at what he does and what he says in our lives. But I want to remind you that he is the father of all lies. And that which has told you you're not going to make it or it's not going to get better or it's going to be this or that, you can believe that if you want to, but you're going to live a defeated life. But if you'll go to the word of the Lord, you'll find out things are much different. Because I have to remind you this morning, Proverbs 18 and 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. That means that nothing can come near you and harm you this morning. So this morning, I'm going to encourage you, with the help of the Lord, to understand that this world, yeah, it's going to continue to do crazy things, but the church of Jesus Christ is going to walk in victory. Amen. And we're going to walk in a manner that we have not walked in in our lifetimes as we close out this year going into this coming year. I invite you to be here on Friday evening. We're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord. I'm going to release some things that the Lord has put in my spirit. I want you to be here, if at all possible, uh, to bring in the new year. Uh, on Friday night but before we get there I'm going to kind of just probably lay a little bit of a foundation this morning and if the Lord would help me for a few moments I'm going to talk to us today preach for a few moments about a house of distinction we today find ourselves in a world that is full of uncertainties and fear is gripping the hearts of humanity all across the globe this morning many have become prisoners to fear and they are now living in an isolated manner. We are seeing the word of God being fulfilled right before our eyes in a very accelerated manner. Today, we are experiencing the hearts of men failing. We're experiencing gross darkness growing very rapidly. The church itself has been faced with renewed opposition and unfortunately this morning, while I'm standing before you, many are departing from the faith. I started my day this morning. I have a friend, Bishop Murray Galloway. Every Sunday morning, he sends me something. It's just what he does. And this morning, sitting at my desk, he sent these words to me. Pastor Ron, we could not allow the seeds of doubt disillusion or disappointment to take root and to produce unbelief in our spirit that is a very true statement this morning while all of the stuff that's going on that I've mentioned to you I still stand before you this morning full of excitement and enthusiasm even while you all sat there somewhat somber this morning and you may ask why is there an excitement with all of the stuff going on in our world is because this morning there this hour truly is an hour of distinction for the body of Christ if something is distinct it means this it has a marking or a characteristic or a quality that distinguishes it from everything else. The remnant of God's people is getting ready to become more visible than it's been in the last hundred years. And I'll tell you why in just a few moments. But let us go to Exodus chapter number 11, beginning in verse number 1. I'm going to read several verses this morning. We're going to read the first seven verses 
of chapter 11, and then we're going to go into chapter number 12, and I'm going to read, jump down through the first 13 verses of that chapter as well. It's a very familiar story probably for most of you in this room, but please indulge me and allow me to lay a foundation this morning. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go, hence when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servant, and in the sight of the people. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the meal, and all the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like, nor shall be like any more. But notice this, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that you may know how that the Lord doeth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Now chapter 12, verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speaking unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Verse number 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it, eat not it of it raw or, or sodden at all with, with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the prudence thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. Verse 11, and thus shall ye eat it, with your lawns girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. This morning, the year 2020, we are in a place where God is deciding that now is the time to do something that was not on the calendars of men, but it is something that he is going to orchestrate and fulfill. Please hear me today. This is an hour in which the world is beginning to see the hand of God move in a manner that is revealing his hand of power and of authority. And with that being said this morning, there is a couple of things that I want you to hear very clearly. Number one this morning, is we, the people of God, need to know that God is speaking directly to us, his children, words of instructions. And we must have an ear to hear what he is saying in this hour. Please hear me. When I speak of words of instructions, I am not just talking about 
him giving us orders or directions. But instructions also mean that it is someone that is speaking or giving impartation of information and knowledge. We are in a season of information and a season of increased knowledge that God is desiring to bring to his people. Can I tell you this morning the most powerful thing that a man or a woman can, and can possess is that of knowledge. I am reminded of a story of an old man. I don't know if this story is true, but I've read it on different occasions. There was a big old ship sitting in the harbor. The motor would not run. Everybody comes working on it, trying to figure it out. Nobody can figure out why this thing will not fire. But they said this, there's an old man that used to work on her. And they went and got him. And he walked in, simply looked around and took his little tool pouch and took a little ball-peen hammer and took it and hit on one little spot and the thing fired. He presented a bill for them for $10,000. They said, well, you didn't do anything. He simply said, we need an itemized bill. And he simply said, $1 for the swinging of a hammer, $9,999 to know where to hit. Can I tell you, knowledge has power. You and I today, if we're not careful, will continue to live lives of defeat and distress if we're not careful to hear what God is saying in this season. The word of the Lord is very clear. He says, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. The body of Christ today is finding itself in a place where turmoil is all around them. They say, I want to believe, but I don't know how to believe because everything that I see in the natural tells me I shouldn't believe what I want to believe. But can I tell you that we are not to walk by sight, but we are to walk by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. So this morning, while the world is telling us lots of things. Those things aren't really important. We have to stop and say, what is God saying concerning this hour? See, this is a time for the church to understand not just the importance of hearing, but the importance of walking in a place where we are in complete obedience to the word of God and the will of God in our lives. I must tell you this morning, our future will depend on how we respond to this current situation that we find ourselves in concerning God's instructions. What will we do? Not asking anyone else this morning, just asking you and I, what will we do with the knowledge that God is bringing to the church in this hour? Those that respond in obedience, I believe wholeheartedly, are going to experience the unexplainable favor of God. But, and they will begin to walk with a new vision. And they are going to begin to possess clarity of the word on a manner that they have never saw. For those that choose to ignore what is taking place in this current hour, I believe wholeheartedly that they are going to continue to suffer loss. Because there is the beginning to be the passing over and the selecting judgment of things and of people. This morning, hear me. The children of Israel was given a task in Exodus chapter 11 and chapter number 12. And the task was very clear and very simple. But in order for us to really grab this story and to be able to process it, you must go all the way back to Exodus chapter number 3. Moses is on the backside of the desert tending his father-in-law's sheep when all of a sudden he sees a bush that is burning, but it is not being consumed by the flame. He simply says, I believe I'll turn aside and see what this is. And all of a sudden there was a voice that simply said, do not come any further. Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. He begins to have a conversation with the Lord. The Lord says, I have heard the cry of my people. And I'm going to send you to deliver them. 
You're going to go and you're going to stand before Pharaoh and you are going to lead my people out of a place of bondage. You're going to take them into a place, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. You know that story. But when you read further down in chapter number three, before you get into chapter number four, you will find that the word of the Lord is still speaking to Moses. He said, by the way, I'm going to harden his heart and he's not going to let your people go. You're not going to lead them out until there is a process that has went through. But he said, there's going to come a day where he is going to release and you're going to lead them. But he said, there has to be a time of distinction that is brought about in order for this to be fulfilled and to take place. Man did not understand and man did not know the process. They had to walk it out by faith. Notice, when you get to chapter number 11, in the story that we read together, as the word of the Lord comes to the man of God, he says, I'm going to bring one more plague. And he said, this is the time, this is the season, the hour is arriving where there is getting ready to be a release come. And he said, I am going to make a distinction. 11 and, chapter 11, verse number 7 said, there is not going to be anything move against any of my people in this moment. I am bringing about a protection and I am going to show the world at that time that I make a distinction between my people and Egypt. You say, why is that important? You find that after the man of God receives the word, in chapter number 12, he calls for the elders, he calls them forward, and he begins to tell them, this is what God is saying. This is what God is going to do. This is what you're going to do on the 10th day of the month Everybody is to get a lamb. Everybody is to bring it according to their house. And then they're supposed to keep it up till the 14th day. And then in the evening of the 14th, we are going to all kill these lambs. And you're going to take the blood and you're going to strike it on the doorpost and the lintel of your houses. And when the Lord sees the, sees the blood, there will not be, the destroyer will not be allowed to touch your house. Now... What they had to do was simply take and apply to the doorpost of their homes the blood of Jesus. That's what it's symbolic of. You say, why? I have to tell you this morning, the blood was the evidence that was needed for grace and mercy to be extended. I don't know about you this morning. But I stand here and I say, thank God that his grace and his mercy is new every day. Let us not be so quick to judge others without looking in the mirror and say, we too have fallen. We too have made mistakes. We too haven't had, always had it together. But I got to tell you this morning, we today, much like then, or in a place where God is calling out to his people. And I have to tell you today, we must make sure that the blood of Jesus is covering our house in this hour. You can disregard it. You can say there's really no sense of urgency to it. But in my time of prayer... And my time have been along with the Lord in recent days. And even last evening, late into the night, the Lord began to put some things in my spirit as I was just getting, getting my thoughts and my bearings together. But I want to give you just a few things this morning. First of all, I want to tell you today that the day of religious activity is coming to an end in America. I also must tell you today that the day of entertainment in God's house is over. The showcasing of talent in the sanctuary must come to an end, not tomorrow, not next week, but in this very moment of time. Because can I tell you, if religious activity, if entertainment and talent was what we needed, our nation would not be in peril like it is today. 
but the nation has went the way that it has because the church has been comfortable in a backslidden state. We thought we didn't need anything. We thought everything was all right. Listen, we can build all the buildings we want to and we can still die lost. Uh, we can create all the religious activity we want to and still die lost. Uh, but we're in a place right now uh, where we got to get back to where the blood of Jesus uh, is still applied to our lives. Uh, hear me this morning. Uh, the altar must be rebuilt uh, and the blood must be applied. Uh, we got to hear the word of the Lord in this season. Uh, this is not a time. Uh, this is not a place uh, for you and I uh, just to go through the motions and say, well, uh, I don't really feel like it today. Maybe next time we get in the house of God, it'll be excited and I'll feel like it and I'll worship and I'll pray. No, listen, uh, I have no promise that I will ever walk back into this building, nor do you. Uh, I have no promise that I will ever get to preach another message. Uh, that's why today I have to give you everything that I have in me. Uh, I got to tell you today uh, that it is still takes somebody calling on the name of Jesus. Uh, it is not about a time of looking good or doing this or doing that, uh, but we're in a very prophetic time right now in this moment. Uh, and I heard the Lord say in recent hours uh, that my house, yes, is going to be a house of prayer again, uh, but my house uh, is going to be a house of distinction. Uh, he said, I am calling my people uh, to apply the blood of Calvary uh, once again. Uh, listen, uh, you're not going to be able to walk with the power and the anointing of God. Uh, you are not going to reach a generation uh, if you don't get under the blood. Uh, this is a season uh, where there is selective judgment coming, uh, not by man, uh, but from the portals of glory. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and you and I today, uh, we can say, well, everything's okay. Everything's acceptable. Listen, uh, I don't come with a list of do's and don'ts. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do or what to do, uh, but I am going to tell you the word of the Lord. Uh, and the word of the Lord says, it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, listen, uh, somebody's got to begin to look at Calvary again. Uh, somebody's got to begin to tell a world uh, that it's not about belonging to a church, uh, but it is about being in relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, it's not about somebody saying, repeat after me, I'm a sinner, I need a savior. No, uh, it's something about a whole lot more than that. Uh, it's about understanding uh, that in this time of decision, uh, in this time of selective judgment, uh, in this time where the Lord is saying, I'm putting a distinct quality or distinct mark on my people, uh, you better and I better uh, make sure uh, that the blood has been applied uh, to our lives. Uh, can I tell you, uh, we find in the story uh, of the Exodus, in Exodus 24, uh, you will find there come a day uh, when the Lord began to speak to Moses. Uh, 24 and verse 8, I believe it is, uh, it says that he took blood uh, and he sprinkled it on the people. Uh, but I'm so thankful today that I don't need a man uh, to sprinkle blood on me. Uh, but I'm thankful that at Calvary, uh, that when they began, uh, and before he even climbed up Calvary's hill, uh, while he was in Pilate's hall, and they began to open his back uh, with that whip, uh, that there was a splattering of the blood uh, that was established uh, a new and better covenant uh, through Jesus Christ my Lord. Uh, and today when I call upon the name of Jesus uh, and I humble myself uh, and I surrender to him, uh, the blood uh, is applied to this house uh, and therefore uh, I don't have to worry uh, about a destroyer that's coming through the land. Uh, I don't have to worry about selective judgment uh, but I can stand uh, in perfect peace uh, and perfect harmony uh, knowing uh, that there has been a way of escape made uh, and today I stand before you and tell you uh, that it's time to make it about the blood of Jesus again. Uh, what can wash away my sins? Uh, nothing but the blood. Uh, what can make me whole again? Uh, nothing but the blood. Uh, I got to tell somebody this morning uh, it may not be popular uh, 
but there is still power uh, in the blood of Jesus. Uh, I want you to hear me this morning. Uh, It's not about being politically correct, uh, but it's about understanding uh, that we can live in a manner uh, where we are protected uh, and safeguarded, uh, but we've got to make sure that the blood is present in our lives. The psalmist David said this in Psalm 61, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Now, Notice with me this morning, in this story we find the word of the Lord says, there's a day that's coming, the 10th day of the month. You need to take this lamb, keep it till the 14th, but on the 14th, he said things are changing. It's an appointed time, it's an appointed day. And he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague that I'm releasing now shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. The time has come in which God is bringing a release to his church. You know, you have heard people say, be careful what you ask for. I want to say to you, you need to be careful what you pray for. For the last several months, last few years, people have been praying. And we're getting those things that we have prayed for, just not in the manner that we thought they would come. This morning, while a nation is in turmoil, while men are going mad, it seems, just in the last 36 hours, I could give you story after story after story of just violence and evil all across this nation. Senseless violence. Life's been turned upside down and destroyed for no reason. But at the same time that I could give you those stories, I can give you stories where the hand of God and the protecting hand of God saved and spared countless individuals. Christmas morning before daylight in our family, we were this close to tragedy. Coming down an old gravel road, some of our family that's not from here, they was going from one house to another, didn't know the road, said, we don't really drive on curves and hills where we're from. Didn't realize where she was at. Young girl, another young girl in the car comes around a curve, 45 mile an hour. Goes through a fence, breaks fence post, nearly flips a car. The car is absolutely destroyed, but yet they have no scratch on them because of the hand of God. You hear me this morning. Don't you dare just focus on all the negative of our world, but understand that God is still sovereign and he's still moving. And if the enemy had his way, lots of us wouldn't be sitting here today. I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. After lots of things going on in recent days, and I find myself coming back in last night just to spend time alone with the Lord. And I said, God, what is it that we really need to hear today? And this continued to just be in my spirit. He said, I want my people to understand that my house is getting ready to become a house of greater distinction than it's been in modern history. 
And I began to just meditate and spend some time. And I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. But as I was studying along with the Lord last evening, not only did I hear him say that the day of religious activity was over and the day of entertainment in God's house was coming to an end and was over, I heard the word of the Lord begin to speak very clearly in my spirit, and I want to deposit just a few things to you this morning. The word of the Lord to you and I this morning is this, the time of the Lord is near, but before that great and terrible day of the Lord, the time has come for me to bring a release to my people, says the Lord. The strongholds of this hour is no longer going to enslave my church, but I am bringing a release to them. The word of the Lord is this, I have given men a space of time to repent, but that season has ended for many, and I am now going to begin to execute judgment against them and all that they hold allegiance to, for I am the Lord, and there is none that's above me. Hear me today. Do not be disturbed by what you may see in the next few days on your social media and your news feeds. God is in control. The word of the Lord to me last evening was simply this. I am putting a difference between my people and the world, says the Lord. I am getting ready to smite lands, and I am getting ready to be exalted, says the Lord. The troubling that I am allowing in this season will cause the world to hear a great cry. But my people, says the Lord, will walk in power and greater strength than they have ever known. I am bringing a wind of healing to my church, says the Lord. I saw last evening, I saw people begin to be healed and delivered from all types of ailments and all types of disease. I'm here to tell you God is about to be exalted in this nation. This is not a time to doubt. This is not a time to waver. But this is a time for the people of God to begin to stand and say, I'm going to believe no matter what I see because I believe the word of the Lord. Something that was very unique in my time with him last evening that touched my heart was simply this. And, and I'm going to dive into this this week because I want even greater clarity concerning this. But he says, I am placing a mark on the heads of the saints that will reflect the blood of my son and they will walk with freedom and they will spoil the enemy. The greatest transfer of wealth is coming to the church there is debt that's getting ready to be canceled, and unexpected favor is coming. Those that have fought against the work of the Lord is now getting ready to finance it, says the Lord. Hear me this morning. The shout of triumph is returning. The joy of the saints has been restored in this season. The Lord would say to you and I this morning, in the midst of the greatest uncertainty that we have known, he says, I have saw the reflection of the splattered blood of Calvary, and I will protect mine. I want you to hear me this morning. God has not abandoned you, nor will he. God has not forsaken you, nor will he. But I want to leave you with Psalms 91 this morning. As I was in the presence of the Lord, I was reminded of this very powerful song. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold, and I see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil 
evil befell thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Somebody ought to give God a shout of praise right there, right now. I don't understand the atmosphere this morning. I'm going to be honest with you, but I'm going to tell you something. The devil is a liar. And he has no room and he has no authority over God's people. Listen, you just came out of a Christmas season where you celebrated the birth of your Savior. And then we walk into the house of God and we sit on our hands. Uh, we, we, we sit on our backside and say, well, I wish God would do something. Listen, uh, God is telling you and I it's time to awaken and arise uh, and be the men of God and women of God that we're called to be. Listen, we're not called to ride a love boat to glory, uh, but we're called to board the old ship of Zion uh, and we got to fight through this thing. Listen, uh, the waves uh, may be real uh, and the sails may be torn and battered, uh, but I'm going to tell you this old gospel ship is still sailing uh, and God is still uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, I don't know what you walked in here weighted down with, uh, but I'm going to tell you uh, that the God that saved you from hell uh, is the God that's able to deliver you. Uh, he's able to restore your joy your passion and your and fill you with the freshness of the Holy Ghost. I come to tell you, you gotta shake it off. You gotta shake it off like you never have. And you gotta understand that God is orchestrating a lot of things in the spirit realm that you don't yet know of. But he is making a distinction between his house and the house of the world. And I gotta tell somebody this morning uh, you got to make sure uh, that you're protected. Uh, you got to make sure uh, that the blood uh, is applied uh, in this moment of time uh, because he says, when I see the blood, uh, I will not let anything come near you. Uh, can I tell you, is there anybody in this room uh, that would say the blood uh, is applied to my life? Uh, listen, uh, if you can testify this morning uh, that the blood is present, uh, you ought to have a shout. You ought to have a song. You ought to have a dance because no devil in hell has the ability to harm you or yours. Oh my God. Oh my God. I come to tell you this morning uh, it's time to be a peculiar people uh, it's time to shake off the world uh, shake off the cares of the world uh, and be the church uh, that God's called you to be Listen, these are not just verses that you quote, uh, but there is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. But that one that's living and dwelling inside of you this morning, he truly is greater than he that is in the world. Do you understand this morning? If the blood is applied to your life, then he's living in your life. Paul said everything. I consider myself as in dead, uh, but yet I live in Christ Jesus. Uh, can I tell you, some people just need to die this morning, uh, and you need to begin to live in Jesus, uh, and you'll find out uh, that the journey gets sweeter every day. Uh, listen, uh, I will not back up. Uh, I will not compromise, uh, but I will stand and declare to you today uh, that God wants us to be different this morning you and I don't need to be caught up in rules and regulation and laws and all these things but we got to make sure that we are men and women of faith in Christ Jesus as they come to the piano this morning let me remind you, Romans chapter 10, a very powerful passage. Writing is saying, you know, the man of God in recent days, or, or in ancient history, I should say, 
brought about the law. God gave them revelation and all these things. But then Paul, when he begins to write in Romans, Romans chapter 10, he says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to say to you this morning, I'm not concerned about you yesterday. I'm not concerned about your last year. I'm not concerned about five years ago. I'm not concerned about 50 years ago. That's not my duty. That's not my responsibility. But I'm concerned about right now. It's wonderful that maybe you shouted and ran the aisles 10 years ago and felt the power and the presence of God. That's wonderful. I'll celebrate that with you. But what about right now? Where's your joy? Where's your peace? Where's your rest? See, so many people today can't sing the old song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, because if they sung it, they'd have to repent because they just sung a lie. Let's just be honest. Because their house looks no different than anyone else's house. Because we began to just walk through life and began to let this be, that be, this come, that come. Next thing you know, in this season, as things begin to move and change, if you're not careful, selective judgment might just come to your house because the blood's not visible. Listen, I understand that salvation is a gift. We don't, we don't ever work for it. We don't ever earn it. I get all of that. But also know this, faith without works is dead. It wasn't enough for the children of Israel to hear the words of Moses. They heard the words. They heard all the instructions. But it was up to them to go get a hyssop branch and to dip it in the blood and to strike the lentils in the doorpost of their home. If they had not done that, death would have come to their house. I'm going to say something to you, and I don't want to offend you. I'm going to tell you with all of the love, you can come in this house, you can hear me or anybody else preach, and they can preach truth to, they can make sure every T is crossed, every I is dotted. But if you don't ever pick up that hyssop branch and apply it to your life, you're still going to die and go to hell. I don't care how many times you put an offering envelope in this box. I don't care how many times you volunteer for an event. I don't care how many people you feed. I don't care how many people you clothe. You can, be, you can do all of that stuff right. But until you reach down and you pick up that hyssop branch and you make sure that the blood is applied to your life, there is no clear distinction. And I'm not saying this to make you fearful this morning, but I'm here to be real with you. Where we're at today in this nation, we have never been before. And God has had enough. This ain't about Republican or Democrat, but this is about God sitting in the throne room of heaven. He's looked down, and you hear me. He's heard the cry of his remnant. And he is raising up men of God and women of God to sound the alarm and to give the instruction like I'm trying to give to you this morning. And the thing is right now, God is saying, as we close out this year, make sure the blood's applied to your life. Because I'm here to tell you there is something changing 
and there is some things happening we have not saw anything yet in this nation I will see how much God will release allow me to release and share with you on Friday but I'm going to tell you something where we're going is not for the faint of heart if you don't really get into intimate relationship with God your heart's going to fail in 2021 because you're not going to understand but I'm going to tell you something what God does in the earth he always reveals to his people before he does it by and through the Holy Spirit and we better have ears to hear and hearts to receive it I believe there's going to be a harvest, absolutely. I believe there's going to be winds of revival, absolutely. But I also know this, that there's a lot of things happening and changing. And the enemy does not want to go quietly. But there, in not many days from now, there will begin to be the smell of death. I gotta tell you something, death isn't pretty. I, I, I don't celebrate the death of anyone, but death isn't pretty. Death has a smell. It's not pleasant. And the only thing that keeps us from it is to make sure that Jesus Christ is part of our life. How do I know that? Because notice the word of the Lord says, Those that believe in him never really truly die. But there's a world around us that doesn't know him. There's a world around us that's heard of him, but they don't know him. We've got men and women that's coming into the house of God week after week, and they've heard of him, but they don't know him. They know the personality of the platform. They've heard a prophet say this or a prophetess say that. They've heard an evangelist preach this, but they don't know him. But God says, now, just like he said to Moses, he said, now I'm bringing one more plague and I'm going to allow my people to be released. But it says in order for my people to be spared what's getting ready to happen there has to be a clear distinction the blood has to be on the home what God is getting ready to permit to take place on this globe is going to bring about a very clear distinction between who belongs to God and who doesn't so this morning can you truly stand and testify like the saints of yesterday when they would stand and hold on to the back of the pew and they would stand and they would simply say I'm so glad that I know that I know that I know that I'm saved can you stand with great confidence like Mr. Sparta did when he was out in the old ocean and they said sir right here is where we think the ship went down with your daughters right here is where life and he began to write it is well it is well in the midst of the storm right now can you stand with confidence and say it really is well see this morning I could ask you this way do you know without any doubt that your house is truly protected. I'm not talking about your natural house, but this house. If you was to get in your automobile right now and not make it to Gray Road and step into eternity right now, do you know that all is well? Do you know if you walk in next week and the factory says it's all over 
Everything, all of your security is gone. Do you, do you know that everything's all right right now? I'm going to tell you something. We've not really had to be men and women of faith too much because we've been able to have everything we wanted without much effort in this nation. I'm thankful that i got to call this nation home. But I want you to understand, in the midst of lots of changing, Let's self-examine. Let's self-examine. And make sure that no matter what flies over us today, that they can see the blood. As we stand all over the house this morning, save, still able to deliver, still able to heal this morning I'm going to ask you right now to be very sensitive for the next couple of moments because today not tomorrow, not next week but today is the day of salvation Not only is today a day of salvation, but today is a day of healing, a day of deliverance for any and all that will call upon the name of the Lord. And this morning, maybe you walked in here discouraged. Maybe you walked in here overwhelmed. Maybe you walked in here with just a lot on your plate today. I don't make light of that and if that is you my heart is extended to you today 
I know life happens to all of us today. You know, I, I can put on the smile and I'll give you 110%, all of my energy. And you may think, well, there's, it, it may just be well and no, there's no problems there. No, life happens, happens to us as well. This morning, I have a sister lying in the hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. Very nervous, very scared, all alone. Nobody can be there. We don't like those things. Shortly before service, my phone rings, and it's her. They're saying this, they're saying that. I stand in confidence knowing that God is. Can I tell you this morning, he's been too good, Brother Larry. He's been too faithful for me to begin to doubt and to begin to wring my hands. But I stand today knowing that he is my source. I stand today knowing that no matter what the outcome is of all kinds of stuff, that he is still sitting on the throne. I just want to encourage you this morning, no matter where you find yourself right now, if you'll put your trust in Jesus, it's going to be all right. Just for a moment, I want to pray over you. I want to pray for you this morning. Is that all right? Before we leave this house, before we do anything else, you're here right now, and as we just kind of still ourselves in the presence of the Lord just for a moment, you'd say, Pastor, there's some things in my life I'm not going to ask you what those things are. But you'd say, Pastor, there's some things in my life that I just need to have some peace over. I just need to have some assurance that God's got this. I just, I just, I just need to know. Maybe you'd say, you know, maybe I have kind of lost my focus and I just, I'm just going to call out to him afresh today. Maybe you need a healing touch in your body or you just need a renewing of your mind this morning. If any of those things are you, I'm just going to ask you to slip your hand up and gently put it right back down. I want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. There's hands all over this building. I'd love to just be able to put my arms around every one of you today but I, and I understand that wouldn't be wisdom this morning but in the spirit realm I want you to know that's exactly what I'm doing as I get ready to pray over you this morning and I'm going to pray the prayer of faith and I'm asking the saints of God in this room that will believe with me to pray and I'm believing for there to be a manifestation of the love of Christ and the power of God into your life and into your situation this morning and I'm believing that as the blood is freshly applied to your life today that you're going to walk out of here with a peace and a rest knowing that God is in control and I'm believing and I'm still standing that this is a day of mighty reversals and God is getting ready to show himself mightily the church is getting ready to walk In great power this morning dear Heavenly Father right now we come before you corporately oh God we love you we thank you for the blood we thank you for the ultimate sacrifice we thank you that while we were yet sinners and far from you and could not come to you you came to us you made a way of escape for us and Lord today I'm so thankful 
a little better than 2,000 years ago, there was a veil that was rent from top to bottom. And we, who was marred with sin, could boldly walk beyond the veil and find a Savior. Today, Father, you saw the hands that was lifted in this sanctuary. Father, today I pray right now for the healing power virtue of heaven to flow into their lives I pray for the one with the troubled mind just to be renewed and refreshed the one that would have a troubled spirit today I pray there would just be a calming and a, an arrest come to them Lord the one that needs a healing touch in their body Lord, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt your word that was spoken in my spirit even last evening in this house that there's a wave of healing coming to your people. Lord, we embrace that and we claim that today. And I speak in faith believing that there's divine intervention on behalf of your people. Father, in your word it says by your stripes we are healed. And Father, we claim that healing today for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, today I thank you. I thank you for the very clear distinction that you're putting upon your church. Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for the leaders of our nation. I pray that you'd give them holy boldness. I pray that you would give them strength, those that are righteous, Lord, to stand and do righteously. I pray that they would not be intimidated. But Lord, I pray you would give them wisdom and knowledge. Lord, I pray for the safety of our nation. I pray for our cities, our inner cities, our rural areas. Father, we know the plans of the enemy. But Lord, we know that you're greater than those plans. Father, we just speak a calm in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. I thank you for the manifestation of your power that's getting ready to be shown. I thank you for the harvest that's getting ready to come to your house. And Lord, I pray that you would let us hear the words of instruction so that we would be properly prepared for what's getting ready to come. So Lord, now today, I pray for strength. I pray for comfort. But also pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit to come to this body of people and the saints of God across this globe. Help us, Lord, to be the church that you're calling us to be in this season. Now, Lord, as we prepare to depart from this house but not your presence, I pray that you would shine brightly upon your people and give them blessed peace. And, Lord, as we start a brand new week, let it be a week. Will we bring glory and honor to you in all that we do? And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the church says, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. Don't forget, no service Wednesday night, but Friday night, 7 o'clock, come ready to worship the Lord. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.